After three years of work, our follow-up to the Meat Eater Fish and Game Cookbook is here. It's the Meat Eater Outdoor Cookbook, wild game recipes for the grill, smoker, campfire, and camp stove. Here is your book for everything that's best cooked or eaten outside, from grilling to open fire cooking to Dutch ovens to smokers to barbecue to backpacking meals to how to pull off the perfect fish fry with pit stops along the way for lessons about Ice Age cooking methods and the best five ways to construct a cooking fire you can be proud of. And of course, we're focusing on wild game and fish here with over 100 recipes, including stuffed venison burgers three ways, wild duck with ahi verde sauce, a jerky made with cola, a gin and tonic made with fire charred lemons, and grilled frog legs made with a sticky sweet sauce. This ain't your normal cookbook, so be prepared to be surprised. Get your copy now. For more info, visit TheMeatEater.com or buy it wherever books are sold. Hey, this is Spencer Newharth, and what you're about to hear isn't a traditional game of Meat Eater trivia. That's because this was recorded at the Meat Eater live show in Billings, Montana on May 3rd. We were there to celebrate Steve's new book, Outdoor Kids in an Inside World, which is available right now. Now, the event had a roundtable discussion, live music, plenty of prizes, and a bunch of games, which is what you'll get on this podcast. First, you'll hear Two Truths and a Lie hosted by Giannis, an Owl Hootoff competition hosted by Clay, and a game of Meat Eater Trivia hosted by me. The whole thing was one big party, as evidenced by the fact that we broke the theater's record for concession sales that was previously held by Rob Schneider, which translates to them saying the audience bought a hell of a lot of beer. So crack one for yourself and enjoy the show. It's a media podcast. Uh, so, coming on stage now with us to participate in um, uh, Two Truths and a Lie and uh, trivia is our own Spencer Newhart, who's the only guy. The only guy that I know who hunts whitetails harder than Mark Canyon. Um, if you don't know, he also hosts Pardon My Plate, which is a great show on Meteor's YouTube channel where Spencer makes us, all of us, eat crazy stuff. Uh, Spencer's just coming off of having tried some skunk, and he's, tell him. Me and Clay Newcomb cooked up skunk today, and mm-hmm. we spit it out. <laughs> you know what it tasted like? It tasted like skunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to point idea. out, too, if you like to hunt, if you're like a rock hound, and you've been noticing a real paucity of uh, petrified wood and agate around these parts, <laughs> check that guy's garage, man. It's a good area. <laughs> All right, um, so we're going to play some games. We're also going to give away some prizes. Um, to get into the games and to get into giving away prizes, um, we're, we're gonna, you guys are going to get picked by looking at your books. We're going to bring up the house lights just a little bit. Every book out there got signed, but 15 of you lucky mugs have a book that on the front cover, inside of the dust jacket, right on the front cover, there is an el- illustration by Seth's soon-to-be wife, Kelsey Johnson, who will soon be Kelsey Morris. Yeah, and she did all, so all the illustrations, all the illustrations There's you see in the book there. are by Kelsey Johnson. Where, Kelsey, where are you at? Back there, right? Dead, Dead center. center. Dead center. You, you lucky 15, remember your number. You can bring down the lights again. 
Uh, oh yeah, so just like above the skull, somewhere should be a number with a... Everybody see their number next to the skull that has a skull? All right, number six. Six? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where are they? Down oh, they're Take the I'd like to point out this is the Price is Right theme song. So... They're coming. <laughs> They're coming. Are you, you got to Way to go. Good job. You can come, come around on out. Oh, yeah, yeah, right here. Chair for you. Yeah. Right here. Welcome. Hi. Pull that chair out. Okay. Yeah, have a seat right here. Because I want to use this, but I already have a mic, so I'm going to give it to you. Okay. And you can answer my questions. What's your name? Miranda Boger. Miranda, thank got, you for got, coming out. Got a nice playing. cold beer going on there? Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, grab a seat. Are you excited to play Two Truths and a Line? Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Good, you should be. We all are up here, too, so that <laughs> you're in co good company. Where are you from? Mile City, Montana. Oh, all right. right. Oh, all right. That's cowboy country. <laughs> if Steve had it his way, we, our company would not be in Bozeman. It would be in Mile City, Montana. Really? Oh, yeah, I spent, cool. I spent a couple years there. I loved it, yeah. yeah. But uh, there'd probably be a, a, a uh, I don't know, a revolt or some sort of you a get thrown back Just, just a yeah, bunch yeah, of happy the, employees. The, the, the size of the town at double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they take all, what do they call us? Sixer plates? Sixers? Sixers, yeah. Sixers. Yeah, Sixers. They'd run us all out. Okay, so have you heard us play Two Truths and a Lie before? No, I haven't. Podcast? Okay, no. so how... Hold, hold your mic up nice and close. Okay. There you go. Yeah, you got it. You're Be doing careful, Giannis. We've learned has a quick temper, oh. so... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to apologize if he freaks out on me. He doesn't mean it. You're going to hear uh, three of us tell three stories about famous um, historical figures uh, from around the West uh, over the last 200 years. And you're going to have to pick out which one of those stories is not true? Which one is the lie? Okay. So C's gonna tell a story, Spencer's gonna tell a story, and I'm gonna tell a story. There's some fun facts about these folks, and you're gonna have to tell us which one's the lie. Okay. Now lucky for you, after we're all done, you're gonna, we're gonna allow you to use the crowd to help you figure out which one is, is the lie. Okay. But I wanna point out, there's an honor system at play. No messing around, and you gotta self-police. You gotta rat your neighbors out. No messing around on phones during this. That's okay. right. Don't look anything up. All right. Ready? All right. Seth's going to, or uh, sorry, Steve is going to kick us off. Okay. Miranda, everyone knows that Brigadier General George Armstrong Custer died in 1876, 54 miles from where we're sitting right now in the Alberta Bear Theater. They also know that just three years earlier, before his death, 30 miles west of the Alberta Bear Theater at a place known to local Native Americans as the place where the mountain lion lies, known to many of us now as Pompey's Pillar. Custer's troops got into a shootout with Sioux warriors while scouting the route of the railroad that still runs through this town and runs through your native hometown. And they know this. They know there's some debate about whether the Sioux and Cheyenne warriors at the Battle of the Little Bighorn recognized Custer's dead body on the battlefield. Though a Cheyenne woman did later admit to using a sewing awl to puncture holes into his eardrums so that in death he would better hear the warnings of her people. And they know 
that Custer lost two brothers alongside himself at that battle, including a brother that had twice been decorated with the Congressional Medal of Honor. But what they don't know about Custer is that General Custer was not recognized on the battlefield because his long golden hair had been shorn off before leaving on the Little Bighorn campaign. And when he died, he was not known by his hair, but his wife, Libby Custer, later took the hair that he had cut off and had a wig made, and she would wear that wig at theatrical productions. <laughs> what yeah. a story. How you feeling? Do you think you even need to listen to the, uh, to the other two? You can just, you can just uh, make your decision right now. Uh, I'll, I'll hear the other one. You want to hear the other two? Okay. Uh, Jed Smith, you ever heard of him? No. Jed or Jed Smith. All right, well, most know that at the age of 13, he worked as a clerk on a Lake Erie freighter where he met fur traders returning to Montreal, thus fueling his fire to become an explorer. Everybody knows that he was the first Euro-American to cross the Mojave Desert and the first Euro-American to go overland to California. And they know that Jed Smith was attacked by a grizzly bear, had his scalp ripped off, and his buddy sewed it back on. And for the rest of his life, because of that, he wore his hair long to hide that scar that he had basically from his eye all the way back to his ear. Everybody knows that after his death, his effects showed up in towels, like his journal and his knife. But almost nobody knows that his skull supposedly turned up in a curio shop on Montana Avenue in Billings. The not completely clean skull was identified by the scar and the long hair. An unknown cowboy bought the skull and it was never seen again. Spencer? Mm. Now this one's true. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone knows that Big Nose George was one of the West's most notorious cattle rustlers. Now he was kind of your run-of-the-mill horse thief, but his crimes went from petty to felony when he was having a train robbery in Wyoming that was bungled and he ended up killing two police officers. After that, George had a $20,000 bounty on his head, so he fled up to your hometown, Miles City, Montana, to hide out. And everyone knows that George was supposed to be laying low while he was in Montana, but he couldn't help himself. While he was here, he ended up robbing another caravan and got away with another $10,000 by the Powder River. At this point, George was feeling cocky. And one night, he got drunker than Ryan Callahan at a saloon in Miles City. (laughs) And he was bragging about killing those police officers and how he had this big old bounty on his head and he's robbed all these trains and whatnot. And naturally, it didn't take long for law enforcement to show up arrest him, and send him back down to Wyoming. And everyone knows that after that, George was lynched for his crimes. But the legend of Big Nose George doesn't end there, because what people don't know is that some local doctors took possession of his body so that they could study his brain and see what just made him so damn evil. When they were done with their observations, they took his carcass and made a bunch of souvenirs out of it. Here's what they had. This included an ashtray made from his skull, a mask made from his face, a medicine bag made from his chest skin, including his nipples, and a pair of boots made from his thigh skin, 
that were once worn by Wyoming's governor to a ball. Now, if you want to see them for yourself, you can go find them at some museums in Wyoming and Nebraska. And 150 years later, it's worth asking yourself, who was really the evil one? Was it Big Nose George for being a lifelong criminal, or was it the doctors who taxidermied his body and turned him into grotesque trinkets? <laughs> so if that's not, if that is false, then I think that I'm concerned a little bit about Spencer's imagination. <laughs> and that, and that's not, if that's not true, I don't want to ride home with that guy. <laughs> we did just eat a skunk today, so. Miranda, do you feel like you know the answer? I think so. You, you, Are you going to consult with the crowd? or is Yeah, right? I'll consult with the crowd. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> hmm. No. So you, you got to do the, okay, oh, no, you're right. how that's, many okay. people think? That's not, no, the lie is bigger than that. I'm, I was wrong. I said the wrong direction. Damn it. Mm. Uh, all right, crowd, who thinks that um, Steve's story was the lie? Who thinks that my story was the lie? And Spencer's? All the same. Oh, 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 oh pretty even. It seems pretty even key. I don't think yeah, they're helping is. you out No, too they're much. not. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I honestly think it's your story, but I don't <laughs> I know for sure. I true. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I feel like it's a lie. <laughs> oh. So That's gonna, true. Are you going to go? Big with, Nose George is true. Are you going to really? go? Really? Everything about Big Nose George right, is true. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. <laughs> it's true. So you got two left to choose from. Which one was the least believable out of these two? Honestly, yours. <laughs> that's truth I, that's is the truth. stranger than fiction, I guess. <laughs> the, so both of your the wig was lost. The wig, Libby Custer's wig made of George Custer's hair, was lost in the theater fire. So yours was the lie. No. No. It was. She wore it for theatrical productions. It was lost in a theater fire. And a northern Cheyenne woman took a sewing awl and so that in the future, when they said "Don't mess with us," you'd be better able to listen. Yeah, and Jed Smith was never recovered. They don't know what happened to him. Okay. But for playing, you get a $300 gift certificate to First Light. So thank you. Uh, you okay. well, thank you. You got a great job. Here's the way it's gonna work with the thing you're with the thing you're with the thing you're winning and everything else that, that people are gonna win tonight. You got to come after the show. Chess is gonna do an outro song. Come down here after the show, and you'll, we'll get you all squared away right okay. over here. Hey, if it makes you feel better, I was here when they were discussing all this, and I had no idea who was telling the truth and a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and they told me. Thank you for playing. Thank you very much. Come back down. After three years of work, our follow-up to the Meat Eater Fish and Game Cookbook is here. It's the Meat Eater Outdoor Cookbook, wild game recipes for the grill, smoker, campfire, and camp stove. Here is your book for everything that's best cooked or eaten outside, from grilling to open fire cooking to Dutch ovens to smokers to barbecue to backpacking meals to how to pull off the perfect fish fry with pit stops along the way for lessons about Ice Age cooking methods and the best five ways to construct a cooking fire you can be proud of. 
And of course, we're focusing on wild game and fish here with over 100 recipes, including stuffed venison burgers three ways, wild duck with ahi verde sauce, a jerky made with cola, a gin and tonic made with fire charred lemons, and grilled frog legs made with a sticky sweet sauce. This ain't your normal cookbook, so be prepared to be surprised. Get your copy now. For more info, visit TheMeatEater.com or buy it wherever books are sold. Okay, now, Clay, you ready to, to, to lay this out? Who's going to lay this next thing out? Well, yeah, I was going to say, now on to trivia. Oh, you're going to segue Spencer. <laughs> now, for tonight's game of trivia, we are going to have someone from the audience join us. To decide who's going to come up here, we're going to have an owl hoop contest that Clay Newcomb is going to judge. Take it away, Clay. Yeah. Okay, so we're playing trivia. We need two people, and those two people, owl hooters, are going to come up here, and we're going to choose between these two owl hooters. But to pick the two people, we got to have, we, I got to hear a couple of owl hoots. Do, do y'all know how to well, barred can we, can owl hoots? Can, uh, can Seth give a sample just so we yeah, know what we're talking about? Yeah, give us a barred owl hoot. Barred owl. Okay, okay, we gotta, we gotta do this super quick. <laughs> Who thinks they have a super good owl hoot? I mean, I'm not like a legit owl hoot. Stand up. Stand up if you want an owl hoot. Okay. Okay, one at a time, but we gotta do it quick. We got one minute. Give me an owl hoot. Yeah. Sit down. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, behind him. Okay, next guy. Okay. Right here. This lady right here. Okay, okay, that's good. Right here. Clay, Clay rip one, get him, get him inspired. You got one up, you know. at, up at the top. All right. Okay. All right, that's good, right here. That's good, this lady. That's good. Y'all got to help me pick two. Who's it going to be? Three more. Anybody up there? Yeah, oh, man. To be honest, I've yet to hear, like, a legitimate owl hooter, but we are in Montana. You got to be from the south to owl hooter, from the east. That's right. You've got to at the top. I'm not making any friends here. Hey, how about okay? How about the guy in the the guy in the first light, right there? You, yeah, come on up here. And then we need one more. Who I was, thought who I, was heard, the I heard guy? a ripper up there. Who, who up there? All right. Yeah. That, because that, you're in the upper deck. Well, come on I think, down. I think it sounds good. He's up high. And it he's sounds high. like an owl up high. It sounds like he's in a tree. Okay. <laughs> like so really you can stand right here. Owls are in trees. And so now we're going to have a hoot off. Okay. So you, you and this guy up it's here. Classic hoot off. He's got to come down here quick, though. Yeah. That's what we call him in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm learning so much about your culture. We're <laughs> <laughs> a little rude. Our people. You do this every weekend, right, Clay? <laughs> All right, you go first. Give it, give yeah, yeah, give it, him a man, microphone, give man. us your best oh, one. He's got, one more it. he's got to rip it into a microphone, I think. Okay, yeah. let me give him a mic. Here we go. If you got, if you got a trill or a scream, that's when you should do it. Like a... <laughs> 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 
You know, like, like they do. Here you go. Do it into this. There we go. Okay. All right. <laughs> I gotta give it to this guy right here. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, hold on. Yeah. The, the oh, no, loser. Leave, leave, leave. No, it's just it's just a realistic. The loser still what gets the prize. I'm not used to a uh, microphone. That's that's the whole thing. It's right? valiant uh, effort. <laughs> okay, it was that, close. That's, okay. Yep, come on up. But don't, you, tell, don't go away. Tell us your name. Don't go away. Cause Hamid. Now, my little sheet. Getting yeah, second you're gonna, place, uh, you're going to be walking away with Vortex binos and an FHF binal harness. Come back to the stage after the show. We'll get you hooked so, up. So, binos and a binal harness right over here after the show. Thanks for participating, man. That was, a long, that was a hell of a long walk. Thank you. Throw stuff at you. He's got one. Okay. Hey, tell us your name, man. What? Ivan. 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 Talking to the mic. Where are you from, Ivan? Minnesota. Minnesota. Right. Okay. Well, living Cody now. Why? Okay. Right on. Ivan, welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. Tonight we have a very special episode of trivia that is Montana-themed. Sorry, Clay and Missy. I think it's going to be tough for you guys. Now, normally we have ten questions, but because we're on a tight schedule, this game is only going to be four questions. We have one question from each of Meat Eater's four verticals. What are they, Yanni? God, you always ask me this and don't give me any of them. I'll tell you. Think about it. Hunting, fishing, eating, and conservation. That's right. Hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And we have two prizes tonight. The first one is a $500 conservation organization donation that the winner gets to choose. And the second one is a Vortex spotting scope and tripod. So there's a lot on the line. And there's a catch. Our Owl Hoot Off winner gets help from you guys, the audience. So I'm going to read the question. The media crew is going to write down their answers. Once they're done, the audience is going to yell out their answers for Isaac, but I need the audience to wait for their cue so they're not helping out Brody and Steve. Sound good? It's basically us against Brody and Steve, okay? <laughs> us, all of us. We're on to Meat Eater Trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Oh, oh, yep. Okay. Look, I need to know what I stand to win to everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. All right, the first question, the topic is hunting. I need you to place these in order of biggest to smallest based on their population in Montana. Elk, mule deer, whitetail, and turkey. Again, place these in order of biggest to smallest based on their population in Montana. We have elk, mule deer, Whitetail and turkey. Now the crew is going to write down their answers. Once they're all done, they're going to put their boards down, and I'm going to come to you guys to help out Isaac. Ivan. Ivan, I'm sorry, Ivan. It's all right. Ivan, we're going to help out Ivan. Again, elk, mule deer, whitetail, and turkey. In order. In order, biggest to smallest, based on population. Population. In Montana. That's not right, Chip. God, Changing this it. is a tough one. Right. You done already? Done That's already? authority. <laughs> Listing with authority. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm right. No. All right, media crew, you're running out of time here. Ivan, how you feeling there, pard? 
questionable. Mule deer are the Me ones too, that uh, have the, the four on each side. Oh, yeah. I got <laughs> All right, media to crew, put down your markers. No more answering. Now, audience, oh, we need I you to help out. What do you think has the biggest oh, population in Montana? But you, you consult the audience. Uh, okay. So they're saying they think. All right, and what do you think is second biggest? Well, hold on. A lot of answers out there. All right, third biggest. I heard a lot of elk on that one. And fourth biggest, what is the smallest? So I think the consensus there was elk third and turkey fourth. Is that, is that what you guys think? I got those two for sure. That's what I heard. That's what you heard? The other ones was kind of a mix. All right, you ready? Everybody reveal your answers. We have Chester saying mule deer, whitetail, elk, turkey. Cal saying whitetail, mule deer, elk, turkey. Brody saying mule deer, whitetail, elk, turkey. Steve saying whitetail, elk, mule deer, turkey. Giannis saying elk, mule deer, whitetail, turkey. Ivan saying whitetail, mule deer, elk, turkey. Misty saying mule deer, turkey, whitetail, and elk. Clay saying mule deer, elk, turkey, Mule deer. Mule deer and whitetail. He went five of them. <laughs> That's a five. Job. Listen, I listen. Put five things. That you oh, are I disqualified. Play it as a lie. Hey Spencer, I just want you to notice I have the numbered mine. Okay. One, two, three, Giannis four. says oh, whitetail. Turkey, elk, mule deer. Well, you're wrong. The correct answer <laughs> is mule deer, mm-hmm. whitetail, elk. And turkey. Ooh. Did anybody get it right? Oh my God, Brody got Brody it. Got Chester it. and Brody got it right. Ivan. Oh, you got it. I panicked, man. It's close. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You gotta win one of these. Yeah. Again, it was mule deer, whitetail, elk, turkey. So just, Brody's the only one that got it. Just Chester and Brody. No, Chester. Oh, Chester, Brody. Good job, Chester. Chester. Good job, Chester. Thanks, guys. We're on to question two. The topic is cooking. This baked food, which is occasionally made with venison was popularized by Irish miners in Butte in the 1800s. Baked? Baked. This baked food, which is occasionally made with venison, was popularized by Irish miners in Butte in the 1800s. Now hold your answers until I come to you. We're gonna see if we can stump these folks first. But hold on. I got a question, but I can't ask it without giving something to people. I'm not gonna ask. I think what you should be asking yourself is if somebody else asked that question, would you be angered? Yes, very bad. (laughs) Very angered. One more time, this baked food, which is occasionally made with venison, was popularized by Irish miners in Butte in the 1800s. Does everybody have an answer? All right, media crew, put your markers down. Audience, help out Ivan, what do you think it is? Say it again. So you can write down pasty. Write down pasty. Oh, I got He said, apparently, that's the answer, but I didn't know what they said. Well, everybody said the same thing. All right, first row, what, what's the answer? Pasties. I don't think you should be looking at Pastry without the R. All right, everybody reveal your answers. We have pasty, 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 uh, baked potato and shepherd's pie. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is pasty. pasty. <laughs> now, miners would use their shovels to reheat their pasties over candles they wore on their heads. When everything was eaten but the pie crust ridge, they'd toss it into the mine for the ghosts of dead miners to finish. Ooh. 
Good. Some some ghost meal there. We're on to question three. Can we take we take quick interludes. Yeah. Like, this yeah. reminds me of a question that I wanted to get to, but we didn't get to. Uh-huh. But um uh just really quickly, favorite, just around the room real quick. Favorite wild game dish as a kid. Like a thing that you were like, that is suitable, legitimate wild game when you were a kid. I think deep fried walleye. Yeah. It's delicious. Can't mess it up. I just have to say fried backstrap. Yeah. Yeah, just simple. If it's from mom, fried brook trout, you know, like pan fried brook trout. And if it's from dad, be uh, hamburger gravy. Most of it out of a can. <laughs> fried fish, and that's, my, that's what it is for my kids, too. Yeah, we had, we would, when we got a deer, we'd always that morning or the next morning slice the heart thin and put it in seasoned flour and cook that in oil or butter and buy uh, kids like that now. Interesting. Yeah. Because cool. I sold it pretty heavy and we put ketchup on it. <laughs> I was not served a lot of wild game as a child, but once I started going to deer camp in Wisconsin on Saturday night after opening uh, day, they would make this... Uh, heart and liver sort of sauce gravy that was served over uh, potatoes. Very bland, the heart was overcooked, the liver was overcooked. It was not delicious, I did not like it. So I don't, I don't have a favorite meal. <laughs> but I can tell you that now my kid's favorite meal, they have two, it's turkey schnitzel, which I had to serve to your daughter for the very first time just a couple weeks ago. Mm, yeah. And uh, they like just straight up fried heart. Which is odd to me, because it's not like, the, you know, it's not like number one for me, but my kids are uh, always wondering when the next heart's coming out. No. Mm-hmm. Seth, I can see you over there. Uh, venison cheesesteaks. My grandmother used to make them all the time. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have you got one? Uh, it's not really a meal, but my old man used to pickle deer heart, and yeah. that was one of my favorites. Oh, is there? Yeah. yeah. Pickled deer heart. Yeah. Yep. I was like Giannis. I didn't grow up with a lot of wild game, but all the neighbors had summer sausage. And it was always fun to eat that. Mm-hmm. Pan fried wild turkey. Pan fried wild turkey. Just like battered pan fried wild turkey. Uh, how, how are you performing on trivia? I haven't been looking at your thing. Oh, I'm, uh, I'd suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a good job with those beavers. Ready to keep rolling, yeah. Spencer? We're on to question three. The topic is fishing. What Montana River do the McLeans fish in the 1976 novel and 1992 movie, A River Runs Through It? What Montana River do the McLeans fish in the 1976 novel and 1992 movie, A River Runs Through It? You know, they pronounce oh, it McLean. Gosh. What was it? McLean. <laughs> yeah, I think you're mispronouncing that's a, it. That's McLean? a softball. <laughs> Brody declared that one a softball. Yeah. It is, Brody? It's a softball. There's, it's not like a trick question. It's a softball, and I can tell you something that makes you it interesting, but I would well, be pissed if someone said it. <laughs> All right, does the whole crew have an answer? Yeah, I guess. Audience, help out Ivan. What do you think it is? <laughs> yes, Ivan! Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Blackfoot, 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 Blackfoot. The one in Missoula and the Yellowstone. <laughs> That's great. That's your right answer is Blackfoot. <laughs> That's your count. You know, Clay and Mr. You're like, close. the next time we do one of these shows, it is in Arkansas. It's all Arkansas. Yeah. 
Now, although the movie was supposed to take place on the Blackfoot near Missoula, almost none of it was filmed there. Instead, they mostly filmed on the Yellowstone, Gallatin, and Boulder Rivers. I recognize that river in that movie. So hit me with the rivers again when they filmed it. Uh, the Yellowstone, Gallatin, and Boulder. Huh. I didn't know the other ones. We're on to our last question. Here's a scoreboard update. Chester and Brody have a perfect game at three. Steve has two, Giannis has two, Cal has two, and Ivan has two. How about Clay and Misty? How are they Combined, they have zero. <laughs> Great effort. <laughs> the last question, the topic is conservation. Name either the biggest or the smallest national forest in Montana. Name either the biggest or the smallest national forest in Montana. You better have a really tight answer on this one, Spencer. Okay. It's anybody's game here. Again, looking for the biggest or the smallest national forest in Montana. That's tough. They're going to help you. How I hope so. They know. Oh, yeah. Start thinking about the smallest. <laughs> There's a lot of small. You know this one, Chester? I don't think so. I'm not feeling oh, confident. Oh, I want to change mine. Do it quick. Oh, wow. Steve's changing his. Steve's changing answer? his answer, then we're going to come to you guys. You know Brody, how confident are you? No, I'm not. You're not? No. No, I'm going to make a change. Make a change. Now that they inspired Cal to make a change. Yeah. All this change in the answers. <laughs> All right, media like crew, that? no more writing. Audience, what do you think the answer is? All right, let's go with the biggest first. What do you think the biggest is? Custer. And what do you think the smallest is? I don't know if I heard any. Uh, you got an answer? We're definitely <laughs> east of the divide. One, you got to do one or the other, right? Yeah, pick one Just or the one other. The other. Okay, yeah. We're pretty confident on Custer. Baby. All right, go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Chester saying Lolo, Cal saying the Bitterroot, Brody saying the Custer Gallatin, Steve saying the Custer Gallatin, Giannis saying the Custer Gallatin, Ivan saying the Little Snowies, Missy saying the Gallatin, Clay saying the Lolo. Well, you, you, got, you know how I put big? Because I don't know if you're saying the biggest or the littlest. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. You don't have to. You don't oh, have to you don't, it doesn't matter? That was not specified. Uh, okay. Yeah. The biggest is the Beaverhead Deer Lodge. That, oh. That's what I wrote first! Oh. Son of a bitch! And really? the smallest is the Bitterroot. So did wow. anybody get it right? Nobody got it right. I swear to God, you nope. cannot get away from the Beaverhead Deer Lodge National Forest. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot. All right, we are on to our tiebreaker between Brody and Chester. Everybody can play along, though. Ivan, why don't you play along, too, in case the audience can help you out. See if you can uh, steal the victory here. You already got it by height. Good luck, Brody. Good luck. Thanks. I thought the conservation is the winner, so, you know, there's so this no is the show. this is a showdown. This is a showdown, a tiebreaker question between Chester, Brody, and Ivan. Chester, have you, ever, have you ever been in the, in the winner's circle no, like this before? They, they call me, like, second place Chet. A lot of the times as well. <laughs> I, I heard some other things they call you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the world record archery elk was killed by Steve Felix in Montana's Powder River County in 2016. What was its gross score? 
I, I need to clarify. Oh, well, you need to you need to clarify. That this is like clo so tiebreakers go to the closest number. That's right. This is yeah. a numerical question. Whoever is closest will be declared the winner. The biggest elk it ever is shot. The world record archery elk killed in 2016 in Powder That's a River gross County. Score. What was the gross Can score? They call a friend. Now we'll have Brody and Chester <laughs> write down their audio, their answer first. Then we're going to come to you guys. Do you know the answer to this? Maybe. Oh, Cal's even getting in on the fun. No, I'm just so. raising my name out of courtesy. Uh, I will tell you, I've, I've talked to Steve multiple times. Which is, which is really odd. There's, after you get off the phone with that guy, you're like, I am so glad this person has this world record. Fantastic human. Is that right? Yep. That's good All right, hear. you guys both have answers? Yep. We're changing them. Audience, help out Ivan. What do you think it is? Let's just do it up or down, maybe. Oh, 436 is what they're saying. It's got to be close. What do you got? Anybody else want to yell out an answer here? Ivan feels very confident with 436. Is he high or low? Is it typical or non-typical? This was typical, but it's a gross, gross score. Yeah, gross, non-typical. All right, right, reveal your answers. We have... Chester saying wow. 440, Brody saying 417 and three ace, Ivan saying 436. The correct answer is 448, making Chester the winner. Oh! His first Chester. W. All right. Oh, Chester. Not only do he sing like a little bird, aggressive win. But he can win <laughs> trivia too. Now the first prize is the conservation donation. Chester, who's he going to go to? Oh, man. Um, he didn't think he was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to think about this. Um, let's do, I'm going to do a local Montana uh, thing that I was thinking about the other day, if I would have won. That's the, just a small organization, the Backcountry Horsemen, clearing out trails for, All right. for folks and stuff. So, yeah. So 500 bucks to Bad Country Horse. 500 bucks yeah. to them. And our second prize, which is a Vortex spotting scope and tripod, is going to go to Ivan for playing. All right, All right, All right. Ivan. Thanks, Thanks man. Ivan. Remember, when, when it comes time to claim your prize, Chester's going to do an outro song, come down to the, the corner of the stage there, and you'll be able to claim your prize. Awesome. Got it. After three years of work, our follow-up to the Meat Eater Fish and Game Cookbook is here. It's the Meat Eater Outdoor Cookbook, wild game recipes for the grill, smoker, campfire, and camp stove. Here is your book for everything that's best cooked or eaten outside, from grilling to open fire cooking to Dutch ovens to smokers to barbecue to backpacking meals to how to pull off the perfect fish fry with pit stops along the way for lessons about Ice Age cooking methods and the best five ways to construct a cooking fire you can be proud of. And of course, we're focusing on wild game and fish here with over 100 recipes, including stuffed venison burgers three ways, wild duck with ahi verde sauce, a jerky made with cola, a gin and tonic made with fire charred lemons, and grilled frog legs made with a sticky sweet sauce. 
This ain't your normal cookbook, so be prepared to be surprised. Get your copy now. For more info, visit TheMeatEater.com or buy it wherever books are sold. 